Psalm 143, verse 6. I lift my hands to you in prayer. I thirst for you as parched land thirsts for rain. In signpost is a response to this very short uh, line in uh, the Psalms, um, six verse of the 150, uh, 43rd Psalm. I wrote a, a hiking story, which was kind of a disaster, but it was kind of interesting too, because I learned a lot. So I, I write, I was hiking in the Selway Bitter, Bitterroot Wilderness in Montana when I took a wrong turn. I was with other people, by the way, but I mm. wrote this as a first person singular. I thought I was on the right track and I was comfortable by, comforted by the fact that the map showed a small body of water up ahead. So I continued on. Side note is that we got off the main path and uh, the mountains get drier as they you go higher. I mean, it, it, it becomes parched. And uh, it didn't take long to figure out that the water we had was not going to be sufficient for the amount of distance we had to cover. Mm -hmm. So within an hour, the water shown on the map became a longing, then an obsession, then an urgent necessity. With every step, I was becoming more desperate. Then just when my hope was turning to despair, I stumbled upon a shallow pool of still water. Without hesitation, I drank it as if it was the sweetest water I had ever tasted. I experienced overwhelming relief and joy at something as common as water because my body desperately needed replenishment. Now, you could read this as a factual account, and it is. That all happened. Uh, there's nothing. I don't care if it's still water or running water, you're not going to be very picky when you're starting to um, become so thirsty that it's painful. Uh, your body is really screaming, get me water, get me water. And here you are kind of semi-lost in the wilderness in Montana, mm -hmm. and you find a little water, and you are just not picky. You will drink it. Uh, and it's it, but it's a it's a metaphor for how needy we really are too. Yeah, and we cover that up so beautifully in a yeah. plentiful and prosperous society, yeah. where the biggest chore we have is going to the supermarket and, and picking from fifty five different brands of cereal. <laughs> I think you're really onto something here, Eric. This posture of the human heart, if it's if the posture is we don't have any need. We have all that we need, then then we actually won't meet God. In this brief Psalm, Psalm 143, verse 6, I lift my hands to you in prayer. I thirst for you as parched land thirsts for rain. It's what you're describing on the trail there, knowing your need, knowing your desperation. That's when God can do business with us, right? It's 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 just knowing that. And you know this, I think, already, but one of my favorite hymns is called Come Ye Sinners. Come Ye Sinners. It was written by Joseph Hart, no relation, in 1759. Come ye sinners, poor and needy, weak and wounded, sick and sore. Jesus ready stands to save you, full of pity, love, and power. Like that's the relationship. <laughs> We're in need. He has supply. We're poor. He has supply. We're hungry. He has food. We're thirsty. He has water. And I love, I absolutely love verse... Um, Verse three of this hymn, it says, let not conscience make you linger, nor of fitness fondly dream 
All the fitness he requireth is to feel your need of him. That lyric rings around in my head often, you know, because I, I think I used to believe when I was young that I got to be fit. I got to be good. I got to dress myself up for God and then he'll accept me. And it's like, no, 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 no. Don't fondly dream of fitness. All the fitness God requires is to feel your need for him. And that's what you were describing. And uh, it's just a different way of thinking about our relationship with God. We don't think about that in our relationship with many other things in this world. We try to show the world how accomplished we are. But with God, we need to show him how needy we are for him. As human beings, we live in this uh, tightrope uh, between um, want and uh, prosperity and riches. Mm -hmm. And I was listening on a recent trip uh, to Yellowstone. I was listening uh, to this guest on Joe Rogan's podcast, David Mamet. David Mamet is uh, Jewish. Uh, mm -hmm. like his grandfather, I think, came into the United States. They were very, uh, you know, they, they brought kind of the leftism of uh, Europe politically. David Mamet has gone through a lot of changes in life. And uh, so he was on this show and he was, he has a new uh, book out called, which I'm reading called recessional. And on the show, he said something I have been saying for a while to myself, if not to anybody else, but since my son was with me in the car, he said, well, you say, you've said that a lot, Eric. And I said, yeah, I think it's really true. And that is what you said, Nathan. Mm -hmm. uh, when we, have prosperity, we have mm -hmm. the illusion of right. not needing God. Yeah. That the uh, prosperity has become our substitute for salvation, day to day salvation, not, you know, year to year or longer or life, you know, but salvation. In other words, we have expectations built that, uh, around somebody else is supplying the water or the food, or whatever else, the shelter, whatever else we need, as long as we're willing to pay for it. But it, that also then takes us away from the reality that we cannot exist very long without water, and we cannot exist very long without food. Mm -hmm. And it's a fantasy to think that those things, that might happen. It's a fantasy. Mm -hmm. But in America, enforced because of the amazing successes of America during the 20th century, particularly after World War II, we became a very, generally speaking, a very prosperous nation. Mm -hmm. And that prosperity has dulled our, our, our senses of the need for God, which is real. Yeah, definitely.